And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter part To how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man
What is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Sales Podcast, man. And on this episode, we have the full gear review for you guys, man. We're going to be on here for a little bit talking uh, full gear with you guys, man. So, obviously, the show just went off the air not too long ago, man. And we we're on here, um, obviously, as we always are. But if this is your first time watching and you guys do not know how this show works, every Monday... We are on here with Notorious Unscripted every Friday. We are on here with the news. And after all the big pay-per-views, we are on here directly afterwards with the review for it. And when I say okay. big pay-per-views, I mean... Actual big pay-per-views. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. WWE's Big Five and um, AEW's Big Four. So, with that being said, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know... Who we are here at the Notorious Sales Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? Going good, man. Going good. Just been hanging out, bro. We've been hanging out. It was full gear day, bro. So, good Annie's birthday. Happy birthday, bro. Didn't mention that. Happy birthday, bro. Oh, no. What? Oh, shit. It's happening again. I don't know if it's frozen. Could be a little too frozen. That's it. Fucked up situation. We gotta deal with this Pepsi afterwards. What were you saying? But uh, yeah, bro, it was a pretty good day. It's your birthday, bro. Happy birthday, bro. And other than that, it was just a normal ass day, and we got we got to see full gear, bro. And that shit was unbelievable, bro. Moment of the year at the end of the show, man. Can't wait to talk about it. But uh, the day was good, of course, bro. But uh, how was your day? Yeah, man, it was good. It was good. It's very good birthday. Um, hell yeah. The big twenty. So um. Yeah. Very, very good day. Um, yeah, man. So, can't complain, bro. Can't complain. I had a really good day. Got to do uh, what I wanted, which was watch a full gear. Um, we are going to talk about this a little bit. Um, there was a lot on a this lot. show. Mm-hmm. There was a lot on this show, man. Um, so, with that being said, um, overall, I thought the show was very good. I thought it was a good oh, show. Yeah. Um, was it better than All Out? No. No. I wouldn't say it was, uh, I wouldn't say it's better than All Out. I think, uh, it was lacking one thing that All Out, uh, did, uh, beautifully, which was, um, obviously put the, uh, cherry on the, on the ice cream, so to speak, with the, uh, big name debut at the end, which, obviously, you guys know who I'm talking about, man, um, but... Yeah, uh, but in terms of wrestling, I thought the show was uh, an ace. I oh, thought it was an ace. It was amazing, man. Um, that bitch frozen. Yeah, that bitch definitely frozen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought the show. I thought the show was great, man. I thought the show was great. But um, yeah, like I said, a lot on the show. A lot on the show. Oh um, yeah, lots. So much. So much on the show to where I can barely remember what happened in the middle of it. 
damn near, I dare say a little too much. You could have took away like two matches from the show mm-hmm. and been way smoother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but yes. Yeah, so to start this off, to start this off, we have Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa on the pre-show mm-hmm. or the buy-in versus um. Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. This match went 12 minutes and 32 seconds. We were not able to watch any of this because my Amazon Fire Stick was uh, not cooperating. Bleacher Report. uh, With Bleacher Report. And it was lagging in and out and in and out. I actually ended up having to watch the show off my phone. Yeah. uh, With Apple. Play it. Whatever the fuck. To the TV. Yeah, through airplay. That's how we ended up having to watch it. But now that I'm thinking about it, hmm. with Vicky Guerrero in their corner, being that today is the day that Eddie Guerrero passed away, her husband, I'm surprised they did not give her the victory. That's true. Give her team the victory. You would have thought something like that. Yeah. Well, I guess not. Interesting. I didn't even think about that till now. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, but we barely got to watch any of this match. It was so in and out, man. We could not watch, I tell you guys, man, we could not watch a lick of this show. And I want to say this right now, man. I'm tired of having to fucking find ins and outs to watch AEW pay-per-views. I just want to get it on the TV screen and watch it. Just watch it, bro. It shouldn't be a fucking task just to watch your pay-per-view, you know what I mean? Exactly, bro. should just... Just create your own shit, bro. Or just, or just use something that if that is on everything. Put it on YouTube TV. Put it on. Let us just buy it on YouTube. That would be beautiful, bro. That would be fucking beautiful, man. But they just they have to stick with Bleacher Report for some fucking reason. Like that ass think all these pops are frozen. <laughs> Bruh, bro, that shit ain't right. I mean, you, your fridge does kick, so shit. This one seems alright. Hey, there we, go. we got one. But yeah, man, they just need their own shit, bro. Even though I heard that they're working on one, they need to speed it up a little. By the time of Revolution, at least. Yeah. By the time Revolution comes, I have no problem adding HBO Max to my YouTube TV bill. Do um, not mind that at all. Exactly. You know, um, especially if it means I can just say, oh, Pay-per-views on tonight, couple fucking clicks, and I'm there. Exactly. You know? Um, it should be really that. It really should be that simple. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But Sheeta and Thunder Rosa picked up the victory here, man. I don't know. Yeah. Serena Deeb was in the crowd. I don't know why Jamie Hayter was in this match. Instead, it would have made a little more sense, being that she has the feud with Sheeta and... It just would have made more sense. Uh, Jamie Hayter, I don't know. I like Jamie Hayter, but I don't know why she was in this match, per se. No sense at all. Yeah, but they ended up picking the victory, picking up the victory over the heels in 12 minutes and 32 seconds, man. Um, Next up, MJF. MJF and Darby Allen. This is what opened the show. This is what opened the show, man. Man. This was a damn good match, bro. This was a this was a damn damn good match. Um, heat, man. 
yeah, very... Had a lot of chain wrestling in it. A lot of very uh, technical moves and whatnot. It was... not assuming a match like this. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't sure... I don't want to say I wasn't sure how good the match was going to be. I wasn't sure how good their styles were going to mesh. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about, uh, I mean, polar opposite... Um, not only people, but movesets. Exactly. Especially, bro. So, it was very interesting going into this to see how Max and Darby were going to uh, mesh uh, together. And they meshed very well. They um, really did. They really, really did, man. Uh, like I said, a lot of technical wrestling, shockingly enough. Very shockingly enough. Yeah, a lot, a lot of technical wrestling in this match. The story of this match was MJF saying that he could beat Darby Allen with a headlock takeover. Um, in this match, uh, the pinnacle, excluding FTR, so only Wardlow and Spears, uh, were coming to the ring. Sting also made his return on this show. He came out with Darby. Um, uh... The Pinnacle came out, uh, they were then interrupted by Sting, who, um, just beat both of them up with a bat, um, and they didn't get far at all, uh, he beat both of them up with his bat, and, uh, then they... And the chair that he fucking held the wrong way. Oh, yeah, and then he grabbed the chair, and he held the chair, like, by the top of it, and was was swinging it at Sean Spears. Okay, never seen somebody use a chair like that, yeah, but no. regardless, regardless, man, uh, I I told you this while we were watching this, bro, but the pinnacle, damn, good lord, um, what in the hell happened to that group? Literally, bro, what, what happened? Like, they're out fucking, we'll get to it a little bit later, but they're out, out selling FTR to people. Like, they're fucking whores? Like, like, bro, what? It makes no fucking sense, dog. They make, like, they're not, you can't sell people. They're not fucking strippers, man. Literally, man. They, they just failed with the pinnacle, bro. Pinnacle is not what everybody thought it would be. I thought that was going to be the hottest faction in wrestling for the rest of the year. I really did, bro. I genuinely I really thought that when they debuted. And it is complete. The, I barely realize they exist half the time. I really do. Mm-hmm. Why Why does it exist? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, so... MJF, uh, towards the end of this match, went and grabbed Darby Allen's skateboard. Uh, he put it in the ring and um, pushed it at him. He pushed the skateboard at Darby, and he told him to hit him on the head. And he picked it up. Um, the ref, I think the ref took it out of his hands mm-hmm. or something like that. The ref had took it out of his hands. He was walking it over. MJF put the dynamite diamond ring on. He punched Darby with it. Puts him in a headlock, does the takeover part, and pins Darby Allen for one, two, three, man. So, MJF, I told you guys earlier, the story of this match was uh, MJF saying that he could beat Darby Allen with a headlock takeover. And that is 
exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he cheated, so I'm sure if Darby wasn't uh, punched in the head with a diamond ring, he would have kicked out of that no problem. But uh, this means that this is probably not over, and uh, we are going to be getting some um, taunting, I guess, yeah. from MJF, man. But <clears throat> nonetheless, he... Tony Khan tells Sean Ross Sapp he will not comment on if he's on if he's speaking with any other ROH talent. Mm. We seeing somebody soon, bro. Uh-huh. Most the, definitely, man. The Briscoes. I could see Brody. EC3, Brody King. Yeah. Flip. Oh yeah, hundred percent flip. A hundred percent flip. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> Instant death. <laughs> yes, but he um, MJF beats Darby Allen in 22 minutes and 6 seconds in what was a damn fucking good way to start the Full Gear pay-per-view. Oh, damn yeah. good, man. Damn good. Hell yeah, bro. Great, great match. Probably my second favorite match of the night. Most definitely, bro. Really good. Love the sequences. Very surprisingly technical. And it was just a good-ass match, bro, and a really great ending. I mean, Darby Allen thought he won the mind games when he didn't hit him with the, you know, skateboard. But not hitting him with the skateboard was kind of the his fate sealed by losing the mind games. Because it was MJF that was able to really trick him out. And that was just a beautiful storytelling in this match. Like you said makes me think that this isn't over yet i feel like this could go on a little longer maybe not till revolution but maybe, maybe till w- winter is coming yeah i could see winter's coming or something it ending bro but she was good bro she was really good and i just can't wait to see what happens after this bro it was a really it was a damn good match great show opener absolutely bro absolutely darby allen also had a um no special entrance from MJF, but Darby Allen did one of his signature uh, little vignettes. like vignettes that he films himself. Very good one. Very good one. Hell yeah. um, next up, the second match on the main card, the Lucha Bros. Ray Phoenix and Penta, well, this week his name is Penta El Zero Miedo. Um... Uh, and Ray Phoenix, obviously, against FTR, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler. This match was incredible. Oh, this yeah. was an incredible match. We seen Ray Phoenix doing his thing. We seen FTR doing shit behind the ref's back. At one point in the match, mm-hmm. we seen the grand amplitude. We did, bro. And anybody who is an OG fan of NXT knows exactly what Grand Amplitude is. But if you aren't, Grand Amplitude was American Alpha's finisher. It was. So it was so, so cool to see that on tonight's show. Especially um, them being FTR's favorite opponents ever faced. Yep. So it was definitely yep. a nod to them. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I loved, I loved that little, that little uh, homage to uh, F- uh, American Alpha by FTR. Uh, yeah, man. Like I said, more of FTR's heel tactics. They um, they were distracting the ref while Penta uh, was making a tag. 
things of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. They did hit the big rig. They did. And um, it was kicked out. Um, what happened? What happened? I th- Oh, I think Fe- there was a point where Phoenix... Phoenix had hit the uh, the three amigos, mm-hmm. or no, Penta hit three amigos. Um, Phoenix hit the frog splash, huge kick out spot from Dax. Um, like I said, FTR work perfectly against these type of opponents. They oh, work wait. perfectly <laughs> against uh, high flyers or. People that have very flashy movesets like a DIY mm-hmm. or an American Alpha, they work incredibly well with those kind of teams. Um, so just a true true thing of beauty here uh, from FT- uh, another great match from FTR, man. And I couldn't lie to you. I was kind of hoping that they would pull out the, the shock victory. I think that would have been really cool. I think oh, it would have been a really it. nice touch on it, but... For as good as this match was, that ending. That had to be one of the worst endings. Well, easily the worst ending out of all the tag team matches on AEW pay per view we've seen this year. Oh yeah, easily, easily. Worst ending. Period. <laughs> nah, we we all know what that's going to. Fucking a. Never forget the dud. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, yeah. AEW. Uh, oh, yeah. This one didn't give that a run for its money. I don't God, think anything no. can. However, luchas are in the ring. FTR come rolling out from under the ring with the Super Rana's masks on, and this is what they tried to say for this ending. So they both got the green masks on. Mm-hmm. Dash gets in the ring. They hit him with a quick move. I can't remember what it was. I think it was Phoenix that had hit him. It was some type of like driver or pile driver. Or yeah, it was some kind of pile driver. So, Cash, Cash takes this move with the mask still on. And he pins him one, two, three. And they say, Oh, well... They didn't pin. The they man. didn't pin the legal man because he had a mask on. You do know, they don't have the exact same tattoos, right? So the heat's not necessarily on them; it's on the ref. How do you not fucking tell that? I mean, you you you, um, Dax is bald. You can't see any hair coming out of the back of his mask. There was hair coming out of the back of the mask, so clearly it's Cash. Obviously, it's they have different bodies. He's got the the huge shoulder tattoo. He's got the tattoo on his rib cage. He's got the hairy ass chest, bro. Like, it's obviously fucking like, bro. What? And then they tried to all oh, FCR playing up to playing up to uh, uh the the ref and. Tricking the ref out, trying to... And Sir K said this while we were watching it. FTR is known for using the heel tactics to look smart. Why didn't they use the heel tactics to win? They, like... The thing I really don't get about this ending is... You do a tactic where if you lose, 
it's not really your fault. You could come back and say, well, we deserve another match. But that but that scenario is a just-in-case you do lose. Not, alright, let's lose this shit, and we'll try again next time. They purposely lost the match, obviously, Bro. for another shot when, with that logic, just try to win the match. Like, just use the, the that same tactic you were trying to do, use it to win the match instead. Why are you purposely losing the match just so you could go at it again? That made no fucking sense to me, man. No fucking sense to me, bro. And like you said, that was most obviously fucking the, not the legal man. You could tell who's who. It's not like they're fucking Jay and Jimmy Uso. If they had a mask on, it'd probably be a little hard to fucking tell right. which one is which. They're fucking different people. They're entirely different human beings, bro. That's like doing that spot with Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Oh, I wonder which one it is. Oh, the ref didn't know. That's not Randy under the mask. He pinned Riddle. Like, he's clearly fucking ten shades lighter and a fucking mushroom tattoo. You, oh. you can absolutely tell. Doesn't Cash wear arm sleeves too? Yeah. You can absolutely tell if that's not Dax. And then they pulled the mask off him at the end, and nobody reacted. The ref didn't even react. He was like, oh. And, yeah, and with that logic, why wasn't the match restarted? Oh, shit, I fucked up. It's the wrong guy. Restart the match. Restart you pin shit. the guy that's not legal. They try to do... Even WWE, they try to do that spot all the time, and that is an instant restart the match scenario exactly you, you the ref the fucked match. up you have to restart the match he was not legally in the match so how can he be pinned he can't you have to restart the match it doesn't make i hate i hate that scenario so much in tag team matches bro and exactly. they both companies have done that a lot all the time i hate that oh my god he didn't pin it's like SummerSlam 2018, mm -hmm. when it genuinely was an accident between the New Day and the Usos. It was a genuine accident. I remember when this happened. Yeah. Pre-show. <laughs> it's the best match on the card, and it was on the pre-show. <laughs> fucking pre-show. I'll never forget that. It was, it was a genuine accident, and it mm -hmm. accidentally happened. And ever since then, they fucking do that all the time. Literally. They do it all the time to try to get another match out of whoever, but... And it makes Ray Phoenix look dumb, because that's obviously the not the legal man, so he just rip his fucking mask off. And be like, yeah, you ain't the fucking legal man, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you just... And that's another great point. This dude just told on himself, well, hey, look, I just fucking pinned the wrong guy. You know what I mean? What? So it's... It, it, it genuinely, genuinely does not make any sense, and I... I seriously hate that spot obviously we're gonna get another match now but for all the smart things ftr has done this is a hundred percent the dumbest the fucking thing dumbest i've ever seen this tag team do it makes absolutely zero sense dude zero yeah. fucking sense yeah tonight was not a good night for them bro mm, especially it, what uh we're gonna uh yeah when we get to this tag team match um shit ain't right no. Uh, yeah, but the Lucha Bros defeat FTR in 18 minutes and 36 seconds, bro. And 
<sighs> what a shitty ending. What a great match. Oh, what a great, a great match. match. This match was fantastic. This match was genuinely fantastic. I enjoyed this match a lot. Um, it was a really bad ending. It was a very, very bad ending, man. Very bad. Um, next up, Brian Danielson versus Miro in the finals of the AEW World Tag uh World Tag Team World Championship Eliminator Tournament. I hate to say it, but the match was. This was. Match. Yes. This was DB's first average match in AEW. Yeah. The ending was great. Oh, the ending was really I liked the ending sequence a lot. I thought this match. Had a lot of breaks in it. Yeah, for it had, no reason. It had a lot of stalling. It had a lot of Miro, just them getting his facials. And, um, you know, him with his eyes real big, yeah. looking up. You know, they were focusing a lot on his, his face. And, <laughs> oh my God. and um, yeah, man, I, I thought the match was paced a little too slow. Yeah. It's okay to go uh, to go slower in a match. You don't have to go full full on fucking lucha bros. Exactly. And you know just run around all over the place. But this match I thought was a little too slow. Yeah. I did. I thought. I mean, I thought it was very hard hitting when it picked up. Yeah. I thought it was good when it picked up, but to me, I just didn't really think it picked up all that much. Um, it really didn't. Yeah, uh, but Miro, Miro and Daniel Bryan, this is how, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson were on the top, uh, on the top rope, Danielson ended up, ended up hitting a Tornado DDT, obviously, both of these two have a history of bad necks, mm -hmm. so, once he hit that, it was game over for Miro, uh, pun intended. But, yeah, there was a s spot in this match where he actually had him in the game over. Brian would then crawl to the rope. Um, there was a point where Brian had a a devastating-looking knee bar, which oh, bro. I'm saying it like that because for anybody that remembers TJP's knee bar, you will know that I fucking hate knee bars. But... This one looked incredible. Oh, yeah. Do you remember how bad TJP's was? I think. I'll have to look at it again. I don't remember. He literally wrapped both of his legs around the dude's leg and just squeezed. Oh, I think I remember it. I don't remember it fully, but I think I might. It was so horrible. I can't tell you guys how horrible. So I've been scarred by knee bars for a while. But I will say, Brian obviously hooked the leg over how you're supposed to fucking do it. Literally. And it looked amazing. And it looked amazing. It actually looked like it hurt. But, um, yeah, man, Brian Danielson, like I said, hits Miro with the Avalanche Tornado DDT and then holds in the guillotine. Mm -hmm. The guillotine. Um, and uh, Miro passes out. He passes out. Obviously, he's got the history of the bad neck, so he faded to black uh pun intended again and um yeah brian danielson wins this match and he uh is the number one contender for the yeah. aew world heavyweight championship and he defeated 
Big Miro in 20 minutes and 6 seconds, man. Yeah, man. This match, look, did not just... It just didn't pick up, bro. It just was a match. You know what I mean? A little... It's a little, a little too heavy on Miro's body language and whatnot. And what Miro was doing other than just them having a match. So, it had its problems, but it wasn't a bad match at all, no. The ending was pretty shocking. I totally forgot about the neck thing until the very last second, mm -hmm. and he hit it. The ending was really good. I liked the ending. But other than that, it was just Daniel Bryan's first average match, bro. I don't know. It just... Their styles didn't work as well together as I thought it would. Me too. Like, Daniel Bryan works great against bigger, tougher guys. Like, Brock, he's great against. He would be unbelievable against Walter, bro. That show would oh be my unbelievable. God. But they were just too focused on Miro's body language and shit. So it wasn't a bad match, but it was his first average match in AEW. Sadly to say, bro. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Next up, Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express versus the Super Click. Was this match... As damn good as we thought it would be. Yes, it yeah. was. This match was very, very, very good. Our stream caught up during this match mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And we missed about a good three minutes of it. But I don't really think anything happened no. in those three minutes. It, like, came back. And uh, right when Jungle Boy was setting up the uh, Hurricane Rana through the table mm -hmm. to Adam Cole... Uh, after that, we got a elbow drop from Matt Jackson onto Luchasaurus on the outside. And then, uh, a little bit later in the match, we seen Christian Cage jump from the stands all the way to the floor, kind of down by where the tunnel is, onto Nakazawa, Cutler, and Nick, I think. Mm -hmm. So, this match, very chaotic, broke out into the crowd for a little bit they came back into the uh, ringside area they all started fighting on the top of the stage uh this oh forgot to mention adam cole was in the ring with jungle boy doing his like i don't know what the, i don't know what the base move called but it looks like the game over where he's got the arms on his leg yeah and he's I got know. jungle boy's head the oh, fucking bro. bucks oh. put Thumbtacks. Thumbtacks in this dude's mouth. They run the ropes. They kiss Adam Cole on his cheek. And super kick Jungle Boy in the fucking mouth with thumbtacks in his mouth, bro. Thumbtacks out and shit. And he was coughing him up. That shit was brutal, that bro. That shit was heat. I love that fucking spot, man. That shit was really good. Beautiful, different way to use thumbtacks. People usually, like, put them on the bottom of their shoes, like Young Bucks had before, at All Out. But they just put them in his fucking mouth and just super kicked the shit out of him. Loved it, and I love the way uh, Jungle Boy sold it. He l really looked like he was fucking in pain. Yeah, he did. He did, man. Uh, nonetheless, though, great, great uh, spots up until this point, like I said. And then they all went up racing to... Um, get uh matt jackson from the snare trap 
Christian Cage ran oh full God. fucking sprint, full sprint, full in, sprint to Adam Cole and to a mean, <laughs> into a mean super kick, bro. Dude fucking booked it into a super kick. That shit was hilarious, bro. Oh God, it was it was hilarious, dude. It was hilarious. That man ran with all his heart. Um, Luchasaurus would then. Luchasaurus would then uh, do a shooting star press onto um, Cutler, Cutler, Nakazawa, Adam Cole. I think a random production goon. Yeah, and uh, Nick Jackson, I think, too. Matt Jackson was the lone man left on the stage. He he would then... um, Christian would then go grab chairs to do the concerto. Jungle Boy stopped him because earlier in the match, Christian was going to let Jungle Boy do the concerto, but it ended up not happening. So Jungle Boy grabs the chairs, hits the concerto to Matt Jackson, and one, two, three, that was the match. I honestly thought when Jungle Boy had the chair behind his head, I thought Christian was going to turn heel. I thought for a second he was, too. I thought he was going to go beat his ass. I, I really did. I really did. I thought Christian was going to turn heel. Um, he did not. No. And the three celebrated. Uh, Jungle Boy made a hilarious face after Luchasaurus did a shooting star press oh my God. off of the stage. It was funny He's as like, hell. Holy shit. He literally fucking mouthed. Holy shit. Yeah, that he shit did. That was fucking great, bro. Loved it. Love this match. It was perfectly brutal, bro. A lot of great spots, bro. It was really meant to be a brutal ass spot fest. You love to see shit like that. Um, the thumbtacks were fucking brutal. I'm jumping off. Everything was really good. They had good table spots, which is great to fucking see. Um, fucking Kirsten Cage booking it. Rain two super kick was unbelievable. I, and there was sunset flip. Or, not uh, Panama Sunrise, fuck, right oh. on the fucking, uh, Adam Cole climbed on part of the stage, or part of the things that were keeping those giant gears in the setup. The fuck. scaffolding? Yeah, the little scaffolding. Did the fucking, um, Panama Sunrise, bro, it looked really good. I thought they were gonna really climb that shit, but the gears kind of stopped them, so they could only climb up so far, and that was perfect distance to do the move, bro. But other than that, it was just a good-ass match, bro. Just a really fun match. Great spots. Great people. And it was just and a good ending, too. I really liked the ending. Um, had me for a second with how slow Jungle Boy was being. That something was going to happen. But it didn't, bro. He, he finally hit the concerto. Got his revenge. And won, bro. Good for him, bro. Good for him. Yeah, man. And they continue to make Jungle Boy... Uh, a great pillar to the company, or according to JR, MJF pillar. and Darby Allen are, and I quote, two of the four pillows of AEW. Two of the four pillows. 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 Fucking JR, man. How the fuck do you manage to mix up the word pillar? With pillow. And no one corrected it either. They just No, they were just like silent. They were just like, Yeah, 
Yeah. Two pillows. Two pillows, bro. Two pillows of AEW, bro. But another one of the pillows in Jungle Boy had a great match tonight. In a great spot at the end. Loved it. Please. Please. We've been asking for Morrow for a very long time. I think it's about time you give it to us. I don't even care if we only hear the fucking guy on Rampage. Exactly. But you know what? what? Tony Schiavone's got a great... Damn, I don't know who I would get rid of. Because you know it's between Tony or Excalibur. You know they're not going to get rid of JR. Well, they might have to with all that recent news. Oh, with this cancer? Yeah, it, it's been like a problem where they might have to... He might have to stop doing commentary because of, you know, cancer treatments. So, if they do, we know who could take his place, bro. Who other than Laura Ronaldo? Somebody man? equally as respected. Exactly. Um, everybody in and on stage loves Morrow, bro. All yeah. the fans and everybody backstage, especially with a lot of those NXT guys that are there now, they would love to see Morrow again. The striking man from Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. When he would call for Andrade. And don't you think that would make... That would make Gargano and Champa's decision a little easier. Exactly, bro. Knowing that the guy, the man that got their feud as over as they got it, I would, would be calling for them once again. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, what would you rather do, man? Get your shit called by Jimmy fucking Smith or Mauro Ranallo? You know? Definitely Mauro. Definitely, bro. Um. Uh, yeah, so... Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express take um, take down the Super Click in 22 minutes and 35 seconds. See, I like a nice wrestling show where the matches are a good length. Exactly. They're it's not a, eight minutes. Yes. We don't have... Okay, well, uh, this uh, championship match lasted fucking six minutes and 36 seconds. You know mm. what I mean? Up until this point, these have been all 20-minute matches, minus exactly. uh, the FTR one, but that was only 18, so around there. Like, with, say what you want about the length of these shows, because even I'm not a big fan of how long they are, WWE shows are just as long with shorter matches. I don't know how, but literally all the matches will be eight minutes, and that show will be fucking four hours. I don't, I don't get how they do that shit. I really don't. I don't know how that shit always adds up like that. We'll be on these reviews talking about, yeah, that match was five minutes, and the next match will be eight minutes, and then... The, the longest fucking match on the card was uh 16 minutes. Yeah. You know and what I mean? a fucking four-and-a-half-hour show. I, I never got that shit. But it's nice saying all these matches were actually match-length for a pay-per-view. Cody Rhodes and Pac defeat Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Does anybody want to take a guess who came out last? God himself. Cody. As soon as the lights, as soon as Pac got done with his entrance, as soon as those lights shut off, you Mm. just hear a rain of boo. (laughs) Boo. Love it. Cody comes up as normal. Acting like a fucking American hero. It's like he just came back from war. Like, (laughs) (laughs) fucking Cody, bro. This dude comes up. They caught this for a glimpse second, but I love the cocky smirk while he was coming up and they were booing him. He had this really cocky smirk on his face. I liked that a lot. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. I want to. I want to. I want to see him not give a fuck. Exactly. That anybody's booing him. Because if you read his tweets, he doesn't give a fuck. So let us see that on TV. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Exactly, man. But this match was pretty good. This match was pretty good. There was a part yeah. in the match where Jose went over by Arn. Mm-hmm. Arn does a motion where he reaches in his dick and grabs out his Glock. It's, why are you keeping your Glock? If that, you know, it's supposed to be Glock, you know, you, why are you keeping it above your cock? <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, no, that makes no, like, bro, you either keep a gun on your hip or, like, Right above your ass. You know, it, it sounds funny, but you know what I'm talking about. You keep it right above your ass or right on one of your sides, whichever side you want to grab like, it from. Why or, would you put it above your shit, bro? Or, like, something that makes a little more sense is, like, right above your thigh. Yeah, like on your thigh. Like, maybe. who just keeps it directly pointing at their dick, bro? Right here, bro. Like, oh, my God, bro. bro who puts shit there? Man, like... Yeah, I don't know, bro. They just that shit was weird to me. It looked like he <laughs> shit out of his dick. <laughs> bro looked like he just touched his dick and started punching Jose. <laughs> it looked like he just fucking grabbed his stank dick and started chasing Jose. Smell my shit, bro. <laughs> like, like, bro, what? Like, like, dude, what is this fucking middle school? You grab your fucking yeah, bro. That shit was funny as hell, unintentionally. So he gra- he grabs his dick and starts giving Jose these weak ass fucking oh punches, my God. bro. Those garbage ass punches. Dude was talking about some those weak ass punches, bro. His old ass. <laughs> oh, fucking Jose and bro, them announcing Jose was just hilarious. His name being Andrade El Idolo. Uh, or no, accompanying to the ring by Jose. <laughs> Andrade. Like, just Jose. Uh, what the fuck? Accompany <laughs> uh, to the ring by Jose. Like, say Jose the assistant or something, because that's what I'll find my nameplate. Oh, that shit was funny, bro. <sighs> Good lord. Cody was fucking. This match consisted of a these two teams getting mad at each other, which I like yeah. that they did because. It made WWE no likes to play it off as if these random tag teams are a fucking well-oiled machine. Exactly. You know what I mean? Cody and Pac have no chemistry. No. They are not a tag team. So They're not even friends, you know what I mean? Right, so it makes sense for them to bicker. Why are you tagging yourself in? Exactly. Get the fuck out of here. Like, let, let can I do, do my, my thing? Shit. Exactly. Black and Andrade. These guys have been on the same page. But they aren't a tag team. So, they so they're going to have problems. What the fuck are you doing? Why aren't... What are you doing, bro? Yeah, you like, know what I mean? They were definitely... Um, I mean, Black and Andrade were definitely, you know, more cohesive as a team. Just because they have history together. They know each other. Even as opponents. Way more than Pac would know Cody. But there was still the bickering, which I like. They weren't fucking the bar. You know what I mean? They weren't instant fucking meeting of the minds. They were still, uh, I could have stayed in a little longer. You didn't need to tag me in yet and shit like that, bro. thought they played that type of shit in this matchup really good. And I loved the way Pac was basically after matches just getting his ass whooped by the other team because Cody was fucking nursing his knee 
out on the floor. Oh my god. That was literally like the whole middle of the match was just Cody nursing her. <laughs> Cody took a black mass. This dude, Pac is getting his ass whipped, bro. He's getting his ass whipped. You look past the guys in the ring, and Cody's just standing there holding the apron. <laughs> he's standing there holding the barricade, shaking his fucking head. Looks like he's getting ready for round two with his fucking wife. He's pacing back and forth. <laughs> like, I'm like, bro, walking. Eventually, we notice it, and we're like, dude, is Cody just walking around? <laughs> well, it's fucking partner's getting his ass fucking handed to him by, by like, by a team. Like, bro, at oh, least look God. at your fucking teammate getting his ass whooped. Dude wasn't even paying attention to the fucking match. He was looking down at his knee. He fucking called over a fucking official just to talk to him. What the, and then he finally crawls on the fucking stitch, uh, stitch, uh, steps, gets in the fucking, gets on the apron, and starts stomping the steps, be like, yo, I'm finally back, my bad, bro, that shit was hurting, what, that shit was hilarious, bro, like, Cody, it was just, like, and they did it on purpose, obviously, it was just that egotistical side of Cody, caring for himself, not even thinking about Pac, loved it, bro, I loved it, mm -hmm. yeah, um, Cody, anytime this dude picked up a lick of momentum, he was booed. Oh, anytime oh, he hit yeah. something, he moved. Anytime he was tagged into the match, booed. he was booed. They even mentioned it on commentary when the first, he, the first time he got tagged in or he tagged himself in, it, I think it was JR, it was like, that was not a popular tag, but. <laughs> yeah, and then they were trying to say on commentary, oh, Cody didn't go Hollywood at all. Bro, just because Cody told you to say that, just because yeah. Cody fucking wrote you guys a note, make sure to tell them I am not Hollywood. Make sure to tell them I am humble. Make sure to tell them I am a good guy. Don't mean you got to read it off, bro. You ain't the one writing your checks. Any any wrestler would have taken those opportunities. Any To ask Daniel Bryan that fucking question, that is cap. You, they can never say that line because... Daniel Bryan doesn't even wear his own fucking merch. So, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Bro. Wrestlers do movies all the time. There's nothing wrong with it. But the way they act is... You can just tell from what... Like, Wyndham... Wyndham is not going to come back in a suit. No. Uh, because he's this big Hollywood star now. He is going to be... Wyndham. Wyndham. Exactly. He's going to be him. You can tell how Cody went from being Cody to being Hollywood Cody. Hollywood. You can tell. You can tell the difference, bro. You can absolutely tell the difference. Because he used to be a genuine guy. Mm-hmm. And even backstage. And, like, the backstage parts we see of him, like, Kavar's vlogs. He looks like a genuine cool guy. Yeah, he does. But like on TV and on the internet, bro, dude just he's Hollywood, bro. He really is Hollywood, bro. He is the typical I am a good person. Yeah. Person. Like why are you booing me? I'm a, I'm a good person. He's like that fucking dick ass fucking uh coworker. That's a dick, but like why don't you he's like he's like bad dick boss. I'm not going to say his name, you know, little tump. I, I'm trying to work with you, man. I'm a good person. I'm not a monster. I'm not a monster. Like, 
bro. Bro, what? you're a bitch, bro. Exactly, bro. <laughs> and Cody is embodies that so much. Why are, why are you mad at me, man? I'm I'm trying to do what's good for all of us here. You know, bro, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I think, and like you think, this is on purpose with Cody. And if they continue it, I love it. I was loving what he was doing tonight with that shit uh, on the outside. <clears throat> that was simultaneously that, hilarious. That was hilarious and Perfect. great. Exactly. It just embodied Cody to what a fucking egotistical dick he is. And I love it. And I love it. See, <clears throat> I was telling you this last night. I know a lot of you guys want, oh, Cody needs a turn right now. Cody needs a turn right now. He's so stale. He's got to build up. Guys, I want you to understand, Cody is the OG mm-hmm. of AEW. Exactly. According to him, he he, <laughs> he built the band. No. I don't know how true that is, but what? they were the Bullet Club before there was a Cody Rhodes in it. But <laughs> anyway, not the point. This man is one of the OGs of AEW, along with the rest of the Bullet Club guys and Jericho and Pac and stuff, but... I'm going to say this, man. Cody, they're not just going to turn Cody next week. Exactly. It just doesn't make sense. Now that they got wind, and I know they've had wind for a while, but now that it's reaching its peak, this is exactly exactly what they want. They're going to wait until people give up on Cody. Fuck it. This guy's never going to turn heel. Exactly. Fuck it. I'm done worrying about this shit. He's never going to turn heel. I can't fucking stand him. That's when they're going to fucking That's when they're going to make Cody turn because I refuse to believe that they're that stupid. No, they can't be. No. It's a reverse Roman Reigns situation where uh, we don't know how much it is at this point, but it's where it's not the company that doesn't want the guy to turn heel. It's the guy himself. You know what I mean? It's a reverse Roman situation where it was Cody that didn't want to turn heel, but now... I think whether or not he still wants to, they're going to make him. And it's not going to be next week. It's not going to be in a month. It might not even be a revolution. But coming by mid-2020, not 2020, 2022, uh, he's going to fucking turn heel. Because that's going to be a point where this motherfucker is never going to turn heel. They had so many opportunities. And they what they're going to do soon, where they're going to start doing where they're going to make opportunities where he could have turned heel, and he's not. So at that point, we're like, they could have done it so many times. He's not turning fucking heel. That's when they're going to do it, bro. And I cannot wait for that moment. I cannot wait. Like, I, I mean, we've said this for over a year now. Yeah. How much we can't stand Cody Rhodes. Now, it's the point where I want to see him more. Just because I want to see the fucking dick-ass Cody Rhodes shit he does. I just want to see the little fucking Cody Rhodes shits he does. I want him to get on the mic like he just did, and tell the fans, I could have turned heel. I could have hooked the double underhook, but I relinquished the hold. I, I love it. I love, I love it, as I'm a matter of fact. It, bro. I love seeing him act like a complete fucking retard every week. I love that Just shit. getting under people's skin more and more, and it's going to get to a point where it doesn't bother him now, but it's going to get to a point where it bothers him. Mm-hmm. All this shit he lost, all this, sh- all these moments where he could have turned and had a better career for himself. 
and there's gonna be that one moment where he snaps. We're like, you know what? Now it's now or never. I just might as well. They're never gonna like me. Might as well fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And Cannot that, wait. but I love it, bro. I fucking love to hate Cody Rhodes. It's mm-hmm. it's it is amazing. I just love how he told the fans, "I could have turned." I could. I even thought about it for a minute. It was too easy. But I'll never do it because it's too easy. <laughs> Can't wait, bro. Can't fucking wait. It's, and the one thing I love about Cody's delivery in those promos is this man sounded completely genuine, like he genuinely believes that. Exactly. And that is what pisses people off even more. Because it really looks like that's just how he thinks. It's not a character he plays. It literally looks like that's just who Cody Rhodes is. As he's, just a real ass person. He's a genuine guy. He's just a, a genuine he just wants guy. to help the community. You know what I mean? And never turn. <laughs> like because his daughter's gonna look at him different. Like she doesn't see him at home every fucking exactly. every day. Like she's not fucking not even one yet. She's not even fucking <laughs> conscious yet. <laughs> like, dude, your daughter doesn't think about you well, turning and, heel. <laughs> like she can't think. She's an infant. She thinks about fucking shapes and fucking Putting the circle in the circle hole and the square in the square hole and the little thing you buy her. That's what she fucking thinks about. Not your character work. <laughs> and it's not like she's fucking watching every t- every episode of Dynamite like, damn, this dude's a dick. <laughs> According to Cody, she's a completely fucking coherent... Human being at this point. Yeah, like she's 15 years old. Completely <laughs> understands everything. Exactly. Like, bro, she's what... Like he probably months. goes home and talks to his fucking daughter about taxes and shit. Dude, like he she's fucking. Does. Cody's that type of dude to talk about just normal ass shit around his fucking infant. Like she knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, sweetie, we can't get you this place set <laughs> this month. It's just taxes and the tax rate on our house has just been unbelievable lately. Like, like, bro, what? She's a fucking infant. She doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> like, bro, what? Oh, bro. Oh, God. I, could, bro, I, w- I wish I could just see how that motherfucker acts at home. That show would be hilarious. I'm sorry, honey. We had to use we had to use this money to, to, to fix my, my huge car that I was just going to give to MJF when I was in a feud with him. You remember that? She wasn't even born at the time. You remember that? Yeah, so. I got to keep it in working for di- condition for when she drives so I can give it to her in fucking 16 fucking years. <laughs> This is for you. Like, bro, she ain't gonna want this old ass car in this 16 years. This is gonna years. be old as hell by that. <laughs> this is gonna have like 500,000 miles on it. <laughs> like, bro, what? Uh, fucking Cody, bro. God damn. I've been loving to hate Cody ever since we fucking kind of realized that the plan is for him to turn heel. Uh-huh. I just can't wait to see him. See what he fucking does. Just piss right. me off. I love it. So, Cody is running around the ring like a complete jackass doing his moves at a point in this match and towards the end black is on the apron cody walks all the way to the other side (laughs) does fucking full sprint like an idiot i don't know why he runs like that but he does run fucking goofy (laughs) full sprint uh clotheslines black into the uh over uh the barricade uh, Pac hits the Black Arrow, I believe, and uh, puts away Andrade. And Cody and Pac beat Malachi Black and Andrade Elidolo in 16 minutes 
and 52 seconds. It was a good match. I like the little uh, I like the little storytelling they did in here with the mm-hmm. teams not being uh, cohesive units. They played that very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a really good job, man. They did a really good job in this match, and it was a fairly enjoyable match. They played the can they coexist actually good, bro, where they were able to, but it's still, they weren't fucking FTR in that bitch. Right, or, um... They weren't just arguing the whole match. Oh, I hate, or that's their opposite. In WWE, they're either fucking the most coherent tag team in the world, or just literally where they cost each other a match, just because they fucking argue for no reason. Mm-hmm. God, hate their fucking matches, bro. <laughs> Ugh, formulaic. Very so formulaic. formulaic. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeats Tay Conti. By way of pinfall. Yeah, I, I was too focused on fucking calling Domino's to really pay attention to this match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the match was okay. the match was okay. It was very good, actually. Yeah. This was the first part that I heard of this pay per view, where we heard f bombs oh, yeah. being dropped. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker was posing with her glove, and Rebel. He's got to smoke cigarettes, bro. She's, she's got to be fucking smoking two packs a day. All bro. Right. I didn't know whether I was listening to her or Corey fucking Taylor. Literally. Bro. bro. I, her ass be talking deep. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Like, oh, Sound like shit. I was listening to fucking Lars Sullivan yell across the fucking ring, man. Shit, bro. Good she God. That's to smoke cigarettes, dog. She's got to. Jesus. There was a point in this match where Tay, Conti, and Britt Baker were on the apron, and Jamie Hayter and Rebel were yelling, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked. Bro. I was shocked. Um, Very good match. This match ended uh, by way of um, interference, I guess. Uh, Hayter and Rebel kept distracting the ref while Hayter... Uh, was distracting Tay Conti. Britt Baker hit, uh, ended up getting a chance to get in a curb stomp on the steel steps to Britt, or to Tay, I mean, and pulled her in the ring, hit her with another curb stomp, and that was it. Tay Conti kind of took her eye off the ball at the end. She did a moonsault onto Hater and Rebel, and um, obviously that allowed uh, Baker to capitalize in this match, and my question is, while um, while Hater and uh, Rebel were distracting um, Conti, where was Anna J? Yeah, Anna J wasn't doing anything. She came out at the end after her homie just got whooped on. Literally, she came out at the end to celebrate with Hangman. So, what was she doing, bro? She couldn't go help her other homie. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that was weird. That was really weird. I don't get that part. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. But, Baker. Baker picks up the victory in what was a damn good match by these two men. Very good match. Um, Yeah, man. And this match ended in 15 minutes and 24 seconds, man. But pretty good. Pretty good, man. Pretty good match, bro. I would say it wasn't too nothing too special. And it was it was just 
a good match, bro. Cool f bombs were cool hearing. Rebel, she has to be fucking smoking up fucking two packs a day, and it it was just a good match. But like you said, bro, convenient. Anna Jane not even hint to her coming out was weird, because basically this whole story up to this point has been Anna Jay helping her. So why didn't she help her at the pay per view? Doesn't really make sense. Exactly. Exactly. CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Man. Not your traditional CM Punk match. They no. have been promoting this as a fight. It was fight, all right. And it was a fight. CM Punk came out with his fight shorts. Very cool to see. Had mm. the Chicago design on them. Yeah. Very cool to see, if I do say so myself. And Eddie Kingston. <clears throat> Eddie Kingston came out and he just looked off. He did. Uh, he just looked off. Uh, turns out he wasn't, because these guys had a fucking slugfest. These guys were beating the absolute shit out of each other. They were... They were, uh, throwing each other into the ring posts. They were, uh, throwing hands the whole time. Punk ended up getting busted open by Kingston. Uh, yeah, not your traditional Punk match. No flashy moves, no, no nothing crazy. Just a genuine fight, man. And this match was uh, actually the shortest match on the card. This match ended with a GTS, and uh, was a it was a very it was a very good looking GTS. It genuinely mm -hmm. looked like Punk was just worn out. It looked like Eddie was worn out. It just I mean they really it, put all their energy into it, fucking fighting. It 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 was very good how that looked, man. It, uh, genuinely look, and they didn't look gassed. No. Um, they just looked worn the hell out, exactly. man. Because these guys, like I said, had an absolute slugfest in eleven minutes, and it was incredibly brutal. The only, the only flashy move we've seen in this match, other than the GTS, uh, I would say, is uh, the Three Amigos. Yeah, and that is because uh, CM Punk. Yes, looked sir. up to Eddie Guerrero mm -hmm. a lot, so exactly. Um, yeah, so Punk, Punk beats Kingston here. And then, did you see Punk's uh, five knuckle shuffle reference? I didn't. What Where he, he was about to do this, and he stopped. He was like, and then stopped. Oh snap! Yeah, he's about to do it. He was, oh bro, I loved it. And then he had like a smirk on his face. That shit was gross. That shit was dope, bro. I really like that shit. John Cena is all elite. Oh, bro. Ain't, that's never happening, but that shit would break the world. Oh, I swear to God it would. That shit would break the fucking world. Can you imagine Cena versus Punk again? <sighs> bro. Man. <sighs> Cena versus Wyndham again? That shit would be heat. That shit would be heat. Cena and Omega, there'd be a lot of matches, bro. Yeah. A lot of matches you could do. A lot of matches, bro. A lot of matches whole roster basically pretty much yeah <laughs> um cena versus the new cena cody <laughs> cena versus mjf would be heat that would be oh man that'd be that great really heat, that would be great hell yeah and cena is a guy um of youth exactly so you know he loves What's going on in AEW? You know it. Oh, yeah. uh, he always rags on WWE, saying, "I think one time before SummerSlam, he was saying, why are they? 
they he mentioned something about Roman yeah. only getting uh they're not building anybody for Roman. I remember that. Uh, yeah. and he he's, he said you're not going to have uh you're not going to have to pull Hall of Famers out the hat. That's what he said. Eventually. You know, you can't or eventually you're going to come to a point where there's no one left to pull out of a hat. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was that level of reference. Mm-hmm. See, like Cena knows. He's he one of those guys that knows what the fuck's going on. Of course he's staying loyal to WWE because, you know, they stay loyal to him. He has really no reason to not betray them, but like just not go with them anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Michael Cole. If you if you watch his uh, interview with Pat McAfee where he was talking with them, Cole's just one of those guys where they never wronged him. They annoyed the hell out of him. But, you know, he's just one of those guys that really sees no point for him to go over to somewhere else. You know what I mean? Same with Cena, bro. As much as I think we all would love it, and I think Cena would like it too, I just don't see it happening. Oh, yeah, I think he'd love it for sure. Oh, he would love it. Uh-huh. For sure. Um, yeah, Slugfest by Punk it and Kingston. Uh, GTS ends it. Punk then... The sim- we get the symbolism here of Punk going up to Kingston, basically telling Kingston, you've earned my respect. Mm-hmm. Kingston just walked off. Just walked away, bro. Loved it. That was perfect ending. Yeah, it was... It was uh, it was damn good, bro. It was damn good, and I hope this is not the end of this. I really hope not, bro. I hope not, bro. I hope not. So, yeah, very, very cool. Uh, very cool spot here. Mm-hmm. By those two at the end, and like I said, this match ended in eleven minutes. Next up, the ah, uh, we forgot to bring this up. Black and Andrade and Cody and Pac. After the match, FTR, Cash Wheeler comes out, and Tony Schiavone says they have offered, uh, FTR services has been bought out for two weeks by Andrade El Idolo. In the way they worded it, they said the two weeks part last and after a pause. So what they said was, FTR services have been bought out for two weeks by under, like, it, for a second, I thought they were out the pinnacle, because the way they worded it, it sounded like they were just bought by Andrade, but no, he bought them for two weeks. Didn't they start using them, like, fucking three weeks ago, like, it, did two weeks start now, like, what the fuck is going on here? I, I don't know, you, how do you buy someone out? How do we have to? How does FTR allow that shit? Just them to be bought out. I don't like the way they're doing all that shit. No, they make FTR look like a fucking joke. Like, it would have made sense the first time where he used FTR for, you know, him to pay them. Or them to pay him. Be like, alright, thanks dog. Give more like a bribe than anything. Right. But... Not renting someone's not services. Not a payout, yeah. Literally, they're not mercenaries, you know what I mean? And what, that fucking cross? <laughs> I was about to say, people always say fucking a butcher and the blade are mercenaries. They just go wherever the money lies. By that logic, why don't they use butcher and blade? Exactly. He, he goes with black anyway, and that's the whole in the circle of this feud. So, 
wouldn't it make more sense to people who say are actual mercenaries and like as their characters in Butcher and Blade for them to be bought and by a guy who likes money, i.e. Big Money Matt, it it just I don't know, bro. They they're they're just doing this shit weird. It's weird. Like of course we know MJF loves his money, that's who MJF is. But in terms of current on screen happenings, it would have just made more sense if they would have just bought the services of Butcher and the Blade and then just paid out paid big money Matt. But but I I don't know, bro. That shit was just stupid. It was, it was, and I, I, one thing I hate about this word mercenary, when I think about a mercenary, I think about somebody that looks like the authors of pain. Yeah, like, I think about somebody who looks like, uh, a, like one of those type of vest or, or a suit or one of those I two think, looks. I think about somebody like Karrion Cross, his promo look with the suit. Exactly. Those, those are the two looks I think of when I hear mercenary. I don't think about somebody that looks like fucking Malachi Black or... Oh. Butcher and Blade. Or FTR. No. They're not fucking mercenaries. They're old school guys. With like, and FTR have so much respect for themselves. Their characters wouldn't allow them to be bought off like that. Yeah. What? It, it makes the pinnacle look even fucking worse. It makes um, FTR look so incredibly bad. Dude, they look... They look like fucking prostitutes with that shit. They look like fucking prostitutes. Like, Flip called himself a mercenary. Mm-hmm. He would have been perfect. A little surprise. Yeah, he makes could, sense. You could put that's how you bring him in the company. And he was he was an actual soldier, so it all makes sense. Like him being Karrion a mer- Cross actually killed people. Yeah, bro Come on, people, get bro, with it. Bro's out there murking. So you could have someone like Flip come in the company say. He is a mercenary or whatever the fuck in that situation. That's how he could be brought in. Or even, like, I could see EC3 in that type of role just because that's yeah. why he, how he looks and how he acts. Braun. I was going to say Mr. Titan, Adam Shear. Um, but out of all people, you choose FTR. They just, they're the least fucking likely for that to happen to. They just didn't do that shit right. And the history was cool. How, you know, them and Cody, because Cody started the Fuck the Revival shit. But they could have played into that on TV and be, and have that the main reason why FTR are doing that. Because they, to this day, don't like Cody for that shit. And they just want to beat his ass. Just because they want to beat his ass. That would make more sense than being bought out. Just, mm-hmm. they just didn't. They're not playing it up, right? No. No. Not at all. Not at all. For the funniest match on the fucking card. <laughs> Jericho should go on his cruise and never come back. <laughs> he's gonna fucking jump off. Was he, he gonna fucking do off himself on the ship? Was he, he gonna get fucking, lost at sea? Was he gonna do play Medan? fucking Man of Medan here? Like, bro, what? The inner circle. Jericho, Hager, Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz versus Men of the Year, Sky and Page. And... Uh, American top team. Dos Santos, uh, Vladimir. Vladimir Kozlov, <laughs> a.k.a. Andre Arlovsky. <laughs> That's his fucking name. I'm just calling him Andre. <laughs> Andre. And Dan Lambert. Anytime I hear somebody say Andre, I just think about the uh, 
Andrade. No, no. None of the announcers, except for Excalibur, can Give pronounce right. Andrade. Andrade. It's, it's not a, Andre. You don't have to say it in this, you know, Mexican pronunciation. You don't have to say Andrade. Just say Andrade. And they can't. They just can't fucking say Andrade. Just say Andrade. Not Andre. Andre L. Fucking Eagleboo. You motherfuckers. I mean, if it's so hard for them, bro, fucking, uh... What's it? Uh, abbreviate his name. What's it? A E I. Yeah, that sounds fucking stupid. I don't know. Call him Idolo. Yeah, El Idolo, Idolo, fucking. Um, call him C N something. Call, even reference him as Almec sometimes. I wouldn't mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I wish he would have kept a little C N. I love I love the C N. One hundred. Um. These guys had a Minneapolis street fight. And it, the rules were not what I thought they would be, man. This fucking match was so stupid. It, it, With that, this was one of the funniest matches I've ever watched in my that life. That was so fucking funny, bro. <laughs> bro. Dude, this match is a, again, Minneapolis street fight. And... Let's explain how this match functions. This match started off with all the guys on the apron. Every single one of them were on the apron to start it off. Like a traditional Survivor Series tag team match. Literally, bro. Just standing on the fucking apron. So, this match, this match happens... Bro, we, it eventually breaks out, and yeah. we get these barrels with weapons in them. Mm -hmm. What kind of weapons, man? Barbed wire bats, kendo sticks, chairs? No. No, no. According to the commentators, everything that was invented in Minneapolis... I'm going to look a couple of those items up. I got to verify if those were actually invented down there. Or... We seen footballs... Hockey sticks, ski, what are the things you put on your foot? The ski thing? Oh, the foot, oh, the, I think just like skis are just called. Yeah. They're just skis, you know? The little ski boots. Yeah, the, the skis, what you ski on, the, the flat, the ski boards, whatever the fuck. <laughs> and the, a bunt cake pan. And a fucking toaster. A, a toaster. Stolen booty trials of Native Americans in the Atlantic Canada. So they were made in Canada. What's that? Hockey sticks. They weren't fucking made in Minneapolis. They were made in fucking Canada. Uh, toasters. Look at the toaster, bro. Where were the fuck toasters invented? Watch it say fucking New York or some fucking shit. We were toasters. Can't believe I have to look this shit up. Toasters. Fucking Scotland. What the <laughs> fuck? Look what? up a bundt cake pan. B-U-N-D-T. D-T. Bundt 
wrong. From cake. Pan. Invented. Oh, Minneapolis. That one was actually fucking invented <laughs> okay. there. Okay. Fucking shocker. There, there was something else. What the fuck else was it? This one's got to be bullshit, but look up a football. Hmm. There's no way. Hmm. What? Let me look up American football. Just to be more specific. American footballs. Invented. No fucking way. It was first played in New Jersey. When was first football invented? Oh, I want fucking England football. Who invented American football? Sport. I don't give a fuck about it. When I'm hearing it's New Jersey, what I keep saying. So the only thing that was actually fucking invented in Minneapolis, besides probably fucking pitchforks, were bunch cake pans. That random ass fucking object that they pulled out their fucking toasters. Bro. Toasters. There was a random spot in this match where JR says, I don't know what happened. Like, out of the blue, dude just says this. Jericho might want to go on his cruise and never come back. Why? The what? match isn't over yet. What happened? It, he was just normally getting punched and shit in a match like anyone else does. It's not like he was getting fucking brutalized. The girl was just getting punched and kicked in a match. That's what you do. Dude is talking about you should go on a cruise and never come back. <laughs> you want to get lost at sea? What the, what the fuck do you want? Oh, Bro. This shit's uh. hilarious, dog. This shit, man. Oh my god. So weird. Jake Hager walking around is walking around with a bunt cake pan and a fucking toaster beating oh. people up. Jericho's fucking ramming a ski into people's head. Uh Sammy Guevara's throwing a fucking football around. This looked like my tenth grade birth or my um not my tenth grade, my ten year, my ten year old birthday party, yeah, all over again. Literally. Me and the homies just fucking around in the backyard, throwing footballs at each other, throwing, or, throwing hockey sticks. F- like, bro, what? Dude, this shit made no sense, and it was fucking hilarious. Fucking a. Fucking. <laughs> Dan Lambert was goofy as fuck. Dan Lambert looked like uh, every female fucking gym teacher oh. ever. That's excited for the fucking uh, weight room day. And why does Dan Lambert move like that, bro? He moves like that annoying ass fucking chunky fucking ten year old, where he's like uses his whole body to move, but he's so like wide, like he moves weird. His taunts were like so ass and childish. Like it was funny, <clears throat> but like, <clears throat> why does he move <clears throat> like that though? All match, bro. All Dude, match. This shit was Bro, and the only genuine good spot was that platter spot with Sammy. Sam, yeah, that that fucking uh, spot was shot so well, where it looked up at him and then just went down with him. Yeah, love that shit. That was a genuinely great spot. Other than that, that match was goofy as shit. I uh, ironically love that fucking match. 
this match consisted of Santana diving into oh, the crowd man. and kicking the fuck out of a fan's head. Out of some fucking idiot's head. Bro had his head, had his head in between a chair <laughs> and fucking uh, Santana's leg. It was just trying to squeeze his fucking head. Bro, this dude, this, bro, <laughs> it fucking pans on them. This dude is fucking folded like a chair. Oh, he's in between all the chairs. He's like laying there. He looks like he's about to start crying. Dude, that shit was great. That poor fucking idiot. This shit, man. And Santana fucking used the fucking security guard's back to jump over it, too. Oh, He was my. like, all right. He just get, get on his shit and just jumped over, jumped on him. That shit was hilarious, man. Oh, God. This match was so fucking bad. It was so stupid. Oh, man. This match ended with Chris Jericho getting on the top rope. He says, I love you, Eddie. Does the frog splash, and that was it, man. He pins Mm. Dan Lambert, and the inner circle win the match. And this match was so fucking sloppy. Oh, it was great. Oh, and then the spot where... They were pinning Sky. Dos oh Santos is standing on the outside of the ring, looking directly at them. Or the fucking oh, the table spot where fucking San, uh, what the fuck is his name? Santos almost fucking dived on his fucking partner. Oh my god! Fucking bro, Dos Santos gets on the top rope. Ethan fucking Page is the one is on, on the table, and he's trying to fucking jump. He was preparing to jump. <laughs> like he was just about to dive on his ass. And then F- the not FTR fucking um, uh, proud and powerful came up and fucking started beating it up. Like bro, dude was literally about to do a table spot onto his homie. Bro, what? <laughs> Je- Jericho is beating up Lambert. Santos gets on the apron. Jericho whacks him off, and he just fell off. Dude, he just plopped down. Literally, bro. Oh, God, it was so fucking sloppy, Dude, yet it was... So sloppy, it was great. It was hilarious, bro. It was hilarious. But the Inner Circle beat uh, Men of the Year and ATT in 19 minutes and 52 seconds and one of the most sloppiest matches I've ever seen in my entire life. It reminds me of that fucking triple threat between Braun, Kane, and Brock of how sloppy it was. And it was, <laughs> that match was hilarious, and so was this one. That match was fucking hilarious. Oh, man. Um, next up, Tony Schiavone is on the stage, and he says, I would like to introduce to you a young man that has been a champion, a world champion in many promotions. My heart stopped, bro. It really did, bro. I was, I was like, who the fuck is it? Oh, shit. Is this how they're about to bring out Wyndham? No, they did not. It was Jay Lethal. Man, that was shocking. That's a great pickup. It's a great-ass random pickup. However, Mm -hmm. my only thing about this. See, we mentioned to you guys how we didn't think that AEW... It was, uh, you know, in their best interest to go and pick up somebody like a Tony Nese. And I'm not comparing Lethal to Nice, but I'm going to just say this. 
you have a lot of potential people coming in. A lot, a lot of talent that you need to get. <sighs> Which also what could be happening within the coming year is that he's just not keeping certain people, not letting them go, of course, because he doesn't do that, but just letting their contract run out. I could see him doing that with a, with a handful of people. Mm-hmm. But other than that, bro, as, as great of a signing as it is, I don't think this is really needed. No. I... I'm going to be honest. And mm-hmm. I love Jay Lethal. Yeah, he's great. I think he's going to get lost in the shuffle. He, I think he is. And I think it's going to be quick. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get lost in the shuffle really, really quick. So you got to understand with AEW... The sharks in the pond are fucking huge sharks. It's going to be hard to get past them. It's it's going to be hard with a Keith Lee, mm-hmm. a Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens especially, a guy who has all his friends there, similar to Adam Cole, a guy where he will just fit right in. Mm-hmm. A Keith Lee. AEW is made for a guy like Keith Lee. Wyndham. Wyndham on any roster is a fucking mega shark. Mm-hmm. And not to mention the people that are already there in Benny here. You know what I mean? Yes. Darby. Yep. MJF. Mm-hmm. He's just not going to get past any of those people. He's just not naturally. It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I love Jay Lethal, man, but I don't know. This is a good signing, and it, it, it does... You know, once again, prove that they have the best roster on the planet, but I don't know that this was maybe the best option. I would have definitely got people on that ROH roster. I would have definitely made other people on that ROH roster more of a priority. Yeah, Uh, and a lot of these guys. Like a Flip, Mm -hmm. like a Brody, Mm -hmm. like a uh, EC3. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once you got all them, Bad. then you can look into Jay Lethal and Dan Housen and all these other littler guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, then then you can kind of look into the lower tier of guys. Um, even though, I mean, shit, for AEW, a guy like Dan Housen may be uh, absolute get just because of how popular he is yeah but um they and also with jay lethal and the guys he'll have to go over not go over like get past even guys like dante martin that have been on the rise fast lately are going to be hard to stop you know what i mean you're just not going to be able to get past those names in aw so it's it's going to be a difficult task for jay lethal like you said i I think he's going to get lost in the shuffle fast just because where can he go truly in this company? Right. What can he truly go do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. But great signing nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what he's expecting to get out of this. Exactly. Um, he's not going to be a champion anytime soon. No. 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 Um, Unless they're really coming fast with those trio titles and they put them in a, in a trio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the main event. Hangman Adam Page 
versus Kenny Omega. Oh, man. For the AEW World Championship. Moment of the fucking year. Well, yesterday it came out that they were filming outside of the Target Center. Mm-hmm. A hangman on a horse. That ended up, we ended up figuring out what that was. A drone shot came down on the Target Center and you seen the Dark Order running into the arena. The drone shot went down the street. Hangman was walking down the street. There's a billboard of Hangman versus Omega and it flashes to Hangman at the press conference, the mm-hmm. pep rallies, saying that he was going to be the first world champ. Then it just... Uh, on like skyscrapers, there was like more little boxes of videos, and it showed Hangman losing. It showed him and Kenny. It showed him in the elite, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was just all coming to a head. And uh, the street light said "cowboy shit." He dry. Uh, he you know the horse goes up to the target center. He gets off, and he makes his entrance, bro. Huge eruption from the crowd mm-hmm. for uh, Hangman. Kenny Omega then makes his entrance, and this match was a damn good one. This match lasted 25 minutes and 35 seconds. Man, this was just a good-ass match. This was just a great fucking match, man. V-triggers, near-falls, Don Callis getting involved, Hangman, um, Hangman, um... Having those fucking man. Hangman hitting Callus, getting distracted. Omega about to beat Hangman. He hit him with the one-winged angel, I think. Did he? No, he never got to hit it. I don't oh, think I remember. Oh, yeah. No, he, yeah, that's right. No, Hangman had hit the one-winged yep, angel. Hangman hit it, but, uh, and he never got to. Man. Yeah, bro. Hangman, uh, Kenny, Kenny, bro, with the V-triggers Dude. tonight. Oh, they've been, like, lately... Those V-triggers have just been nothing special, really, Lily. But tonight, bro, them shits, they, it was back in four years ago with those V-triggers, bro. That shit was brutal. Those things it. looked brutal, Amazing. man. They looked brutal. Absolutely, bro, absolutely. Um, Yeah, they looked fantastic tonight. And these guys put on a hell of a match, man. These guys put on a hell of a match. Um, Tons of near falls. Hangman goes for a buckshot lariat, and this man flips up into a V-trigger, bro. Bro, that shit. Oh, my God. That looked devastating. It looks so... Oh, for all those V-triggers, where Kenny was kneeing him when he was on his knees, and that shit just looked brutal as fuck. It literally looked like he was just hitting the side of his fucking head on his temple. Uh. Bro, that shit was so brutal. When fucking... Uh, Kenny was about to get hit with the buckshot, and he fucking threw the ref in front of it. Yeah. And the ref took the fucking hard-ass buckshot and sold the shit out of it. And then it kind of looked like he was about to pin Kenny when he fucking flopped down. <laughs> <laughs> and then Aubrey had to come. Bro, he said. <laughs> and then Aubrey had to run out, bro. This match was so amazing, bro. Yeah, it was. It was. Every it was everything we asked for, bro. It, it really, really was. was. Hangman takes out the ref. Hangman then hits the dead eye. No no ref. Aubrey comes running down. And when Aubrey came out, I was like, damn. Oh I was like, no bucks. I was like, they're not going to bring out the bucks. Um, 
Because I thought they were going to get involved physically. I thought so, yeah. Hangman. Hangman, bro. The Bucks make their way out. The Bucks make their way out to the ring. Who was on commentary that called them dipshits? Tony Schiavone yeah. said, oh, mm -hmm. dipshit alert. <laughs> Loved it. Nah. The Bucks are standing ringside, and I said to Sir K, this hit me mm -hmm. mid-match. This shit hit me. I said to myself, oh my god. Mm -hmm. Hangman always wanted the Bucks in his corner for his uh, his world championship match with Jericho. Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't do it. They and they didn't do it. They, they wouldn't be in his corner. And now, here we are, two and a half years later. And they come out. And they come out, but yeah. not to hit Hangman. No. He's on the apron to do the buckshot. Nick goes over, and he just looks up at him. Yeah. Hangman does the buckshot, hits Kenny in the back. He goes to the other side. The announcers are playing it up. Oh, they're going to get him from this side now. This was the most important part of the night. Oh, bro. Best part. Matt Jackson is looking up at Hangman. He looks up. Hangman's standing on the apron. And he shakes his head. Just gives him a nod, bro. He gives him a nod. He gives him the old... One of those. Mm -hmm. Just the one nod, man. He just... And Hangman does the buckshot. Takes out Kenny. One, two, three. Man. And Adam Hangman Page is the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion, man. That shit was amazing, bro. This was such an amazing moment to see, man. It really was, bro. I really can't describe how amazing this moment was for, uh, uh, from the beginning of All Elite Wrestling up until where we've gotten now. Mm -hmm. This was the biggest title change probably of this whole decade. Exactly. You know what I mean? This was such a huge, huge title change. This meant so much, man. This was such an awesome, this has been such a long time coming. And I think the most beautiful part of the night, man, was the Bucks. Bro, they made that moment so perfect. They really did. Matt Jackson giving him the one nod. <sighs> so and he amazing. did it. He did the Buck shot, bro. And they were there. In his corner, like or he always win. wanted. Mm-hmm. Loved it, bro. I absolutely love how AEW does Their things story. like that. Exactly. It, 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 the story was completed. You know what I mean? Man, it came full circle, bro. It really came full circle, bro, and you love to see it, bro. The only sad thing is, is the story's over. You know what I mean? We got to... It's like when you finish one of those good-ass games... And you're like, damn. Now what? Now what? It's kind of like, like we know it's going to be good after this, but like, now what, man? It's It ended. Yeah, I mean, the story was complete. He won. And I just can't wait till fucking Wednesday, bro. I cannot wait. On to the next one. Really, bro. It's on to the next one. On to the next chapter in the story, bro. On to the next huge story in AEW. And I, I think I have a good idea what that is. Mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes. I think it is Cody, bro. I really think it's Cody. Cody fucking Rhodes. And we were saying it, bro. If they God. need someone to turn, for him to turn on, Hangman is perfect, bro. And you said this when the show ended, man. is a great point. When Kenny won the belt, 
Mm -hmm. It was always Hangman takes it off of him. No other option. Nobody can come Nobody in and win takes it. that fucking belt from Kenny except for the Hangman or Frankie Kazarian. But I digress. <laughs> nobody takes the belt off. Oh, no. Nobody takes the belt off of Kenny except for Hangman. Now, this is free game. game. It really is. This is anybody could take it. Exactly. Brian can take it. MJF can take it. Cody can fucking take like my personal uh, take on this. I say Cody. I say Cody. I say Cody takes that a hundred fucking percent. And then, who takes it from Cody? MJF. Heel versus heel. You mm -hmm. don't got to turn Max babyface. No. It's you have MJ tell Cody the whole thing behind their feud is you are, this is why I turned on you a couple years ago, I seen right through you. And You're a I, piece of shit. I knew it the whole fucking time. I've been saying it. I was the bad guy when I was calling you a piece of shit. And now look at you. That is fucking perfect. It really is. Bro. That is perfect, bro. Man. All out. Mm -hmm. 2022. I'd say we get Cody versus Hangman mm -hmm. for the world championship. And I think that's when you do it. But that's how I'm long-term booking this. And then that's from it. there, I think MJ will be ready. Mm -hmm. To oh. to take the belt from Cody, um, and not that he's not ready now, but it just didn't make sense when it, he was facing Mox. Exactly, it just doesn't make sense at this point. Yeah, it just it just didn't make sense at the time, and it still doesn't. If you ask me, it really isn't even doesn't make sense for him to even take it off of Hangman. No, no, I no. would genuinely say Cody Rhodes. Exactly, I would love Hangman. Everybody hates Cody. Yes. Perfect, bro. It perfect. is perfect. That is perfect, bro. Um, it's it's just perfect to do it, bro. And I would just love it, bro. Uh, one thing I think would be a great addition to that story is the Bucks aren't with Hangman. No. Uh, Dark Order is, mm -hmm. as far as we know. So what I am thinking here. When Hangman loses that belt, I say the Bucks are there mm -hmm. to pick him up, and by then I think the Dark Order will fade away. I think they should. I think they should fade away from uh, Hangman naturally. So it's like, yeah, we let's let's we're just not close. You know, one of those situations. I think it would be kind of a situation where you turn Dark Order heel mm -hmm. and you play the sympathy card with Hangman to the mm -hmm. point where. Dark Order only liked Hangman when he was down bad, pretty much. When, exactly. When he was a piece, when he was a drunk, when he was a you know a depressed exactly. motherfucker, whatever. Someone they could easily, you know, consume into their group. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Someone they could easily convince to join them. Right. Right. And now that he's bigger than them, and you know, actually has the momentum and shit, and Cody Rhodes' momentum. Um, <laughs> He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't need them, and they'll realize that, and they'll not like him anymore. And it's like, well, we just use you because you were a sad piece of shit, and he, all that shit. Yep. And man, oh man, is this gonna be amazing down the road? But man, 
Hangman did it, bro. Congratulations, man. Congratulations to the Hangman, bro. As the graphics team would say, we're proud of you. Very, very yeah. fucking proud, man. Well, very proud moment. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. deserved. Absolutely. Well fucking deserved. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Nobody deserves that more tonight than the Hangman, bro. And I think... I think a storm is brewing mm-hmm. for uh, good old Cody, the hero <laughs> of the story, and I think this is gonna be badass, bro. I, I think really this think is gonna it be is. very badass. Hell yeah! But yeah, man. With that being said, this match ended in twenty-five minutes and thirty seconds, man. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, the Dark Order would not. Uh, the Dark Order would come out and celebrate with Hangman at the end of the show, and they went off air. Damn. No Wyndham. No Bray. And I got hyped because I woke up to see AEW made plans for the arrival of Wyndham. I seen AEW, um, I seen, uh, sorry, I seen Wyndham trending on Twitter. Everybody was stoked. Everybody wanted to see him tonight. And it just didn't happen. Um, but if any of us know Bray... He's cooking up something. This man is going to pop up when everybody forgets about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that we're going to forget about him, but when he's in the back of all of our minds, yeah. this man is going to pop up, and it is going to be fantastic. But until we see Bray next, um, yeah, we've, we're still excited, man. We're still excited. We wanted to see you tonight, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. But he's doing his movie, and... The more and more this goes on, I genuinely think that uh, as this, I think this movie might have something to do with kind of what he's going to do next. Exactly. With his next chapter of character, I think the movie is going to introduce us to it. Yeah. Yep. Most I think, definitely. And I think that'd be great. Oh, that would be awesome. I think that'd be great. Because yeah. no one does that type of shit, you know what I mean? That should all be dope. Absolutely, bro. So, whether it's... Before the end of the year, or whether it's at Revolution, whether it's at Double or Nothing, we won't forget about you, Wyndham. But Hell yeah, no. we are uh, we're we're excited. But as for Hangman, man, congratulations and uh, cheers to a great match and a great show, man, a great Ooh. show. Yeah, y- yet again. And until next time with the AEW reviews, we will see you guys in March okay. for Revolution, man. So with that being said. This has been another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, without any further ado, please like, comment, and subscribe, man. And as far as the AEW reviews go, we will see you guys in March. But as far as the podcast in general, please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Monday, after Monday Night Raw with Notorious Unscripted. We'll see you guys then. Peace.